0: Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. The question of the day: What's it going to take for Washington to get a win over the New York Giants? And if we're comparing the two teams right now, we start with the offensive side of the ball. Commanders offense leaps and bounds ahead of the New York Giants this season. A lot of that it's because the Giants have been playing with a backup quarterback. First it was Tyrod Taylor, then Daniel Jones went back in, then got hurt for the year. And this weekend, it will be Tommy DeVito. Yeah, that's my quarterback for the New York Giants, man. Uh, Being the QB uh, for the G-Men against Sam Howe. So the Giants offense this year, 11.8 points per game. 11.8 points per game. They scored 14 last time against the Commanders and got a win 14-7. to But that's ranked 32nd in the NFL. They have the worst offense in the NFL. Commanders? Midway. 17th at 21.7 points per game. This is an offense that last year was at 18.9 points per game. And the defense finished the season the last 10 weeks giving up 17 points per game. So if we had the same defense as last year, we'd be talking about a team that's above 500. Instead, they're trying to win two games in a row to get back to 500 after Thanksgiving if they can win their next two divisional games against the Giants. And the Cowboys. What's it gonna take for the Commanders to get a win? Eight three three eight zero four
1: zero nine ten. Stub, I'll throw to you. What's it gonna take? Well, obviously more than seven points. Yeah. And and I would be surprised if we can't. Sam has been on a hot streak lately. I I would be shocked to see us go another game without two touchdowns. Yeah. Here's the one thing I'm worried about though. The wink, wink, Martindale.
0: He's the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. And he outcoached the heck out of Eric Bieniemy the first time they played. Sam Howell was sacked like nine times. Remember the game? This was the game in which Michael Phillips was telling us that he only had 2.2 seconds to throw the ball. It wasn't
1: Howell's fault. It was the offensive That's line. That's true. But they it, couldn't protect him at all. It seems like we've gotten over the sack thing. Hopefully. It, it, we were on a street, like what was la- last game was three. Three sacks. The game
0: the most before that was three. And then okay. the game before that was one. So they've so, averaged like two and a half sacks a game which, now. Which,
1: what were they at? Like seven before? So, yeah, right. I, I, they would have to do a big couple steps back to to be as bad as they were last time they were against the Giants, which yeah. isn't impossible. I mean, we've seen them do it constantly. So. Yeah, and the Giants have, have a really good
0: pass rush. Um, even though they do not have Leonard Williams anymore, we faced him last week after he was traded from the Giants to the Seahawks, uh, passing Giants just like they're scoring. Last place in the NFL. They only pass for 146 yards per game. Commanders right now. 11th and could get into the top 10 if Sam Howell keeps it up. He's at 246 yards per game right now. Running attack, though, that's been the issue for Washington. Just 87.9 points per game. That's 28th in the NFL. And part of the reason is they just don't even run the ball. They barely even attempt runs. And I, I will say I don't have a problem with that because I've really enjoyed the play calling from the enemy. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's creative. He does a lot of swing passes and, and quick, easy passes that I think are an extension of the run game. And he's getting the running backs involved out of the backfield with passing to them. So, you know, if you're throwing to Brian Robinson, if you're throwing to Antonio Gibson, at least you're using your running back. So you might be, you know, not very good at running the ball 28th in the NFL, but at least your running backs are impacting the game. The Giants can certainly run the ball. Thanks to Saquon Barkley, they're 14th in the NFL right now at 113.6 yards per game. So it re- it could come down to the commander's ability to stop Saquon and force Tommy De- De- DeVito to beat them and Washington's ability to mix in some running plays with Sam Howe throwing the ball all around the field. Total offense for the commanders, though, 50%. They're at uh, the midway Mark of the NFL, 16th with 334 points per game. Giants, just like they're passing and they're scoring, dead last in the NFL, 259.2. I mean, after I'm going through these stats here, I am going to be devastated if we lose this game. Yeah. Even if Sam Howell balls out, Sam Howell could have 500 yards, six touchdowns. If we lose this game, I might have to burn a jersey.
1: That's that's fair. And, and you, hey, the, the Giants' defense didn't look too good last week. Oh, yeah. Give the it up 49 points balled out on them. So maybe... It, you know, maybe maybe that defense will show up again.
0: Yeah, no. So defense, it's a different story for the commanders from their offense, which is uh, about 15th ranked. The commander's defense, 31st, giving up 27.4 points per game. I think if they give up 27 to the Giants, I don't think we're going to win this game. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, you've got to yeah. hold – the Giants are averaging 12 points per game. They scored 14 <laughs> last time against them. You've got to hold them to – In the teens, right? 15, 16, 17,
1: if you're going to win this game. Yeah. Who is the worst defense? Who's the one team that we're beating? uh, Oh, you know what? I don't know. That'd be
0: a good thing for you to look up. let me double check. Check that out um, by looking that up in the NFL. pass defense, the commanders are so bad. 29th in the NFL, giving up 264 yards per game through the air. And that's because of the issues in the secondary. We all had hopes for Emmanuel Forbes, the first-round draft pick, and... He's been a roller coaster up and down this season, started the season decent, had an interception game two against the Broncos and Russell Wilson, and then got destroyed in the Bills game, and once again in the Eagles game, and then that Bears game, DJ Moore made him look like a high school cornerback, and the Commanders had no choice but to bench him. He came back and had a great performance two weeks ago against the Patriots, and then was ejected after... One of the first few plays of the game against the Seahawks in which he was called for headhunting against Tyler Lockett on a key third down. I completely disagree with the call by the NFL there, uh, but we'll see if Forbes can bounce back this week. Benjamin St. Juice has been a nightmare this season. He puts his hands on defenders all the time. And Kendall Fuller has been a bit of a bright spot, but hasn't really shown up recently. Um, Had a few interceptions earlier this year, but I haven't seen him. Kind of like, you know, flash on the tape in the last few games. It's looking like the Broncos are the team we're beating. That's typical. They gave up (laughs) (laughs) seventy points to the Dolphins. I I think about that all the time. Like, how did they give up seventy points? We were talking about the Bills. That's that's the Bills lost to a Broncos team. They gave up seventy points.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, One thing to be positive about. The game Sunday is, like you're saying, Sam Howell and the offense have turned a corner. He leads the NFL in passing yards, and to him, that doesn't really matter. He said, quote, doesn't mean much to me. We haven't won enough games. And uh, reporters were asking him about the shiny statistics, as the Commanders are ninth in the NFC and third in the NFC East at four and six. And so Howell said, quote, honestly, I don't really look at the stats a whole lot. It really doesn't mean much to me. Obviously, I want to go out there every single weekend, play well, and give our team a chance to win. Obviously, we haven't won enough games. We haven't won the games that I feel like we should have won this season, so that's a little bit disappointing, but I really don't look too much into what I'm doing on a personal level. I look more into what we're doing as a team and just how I can improve for this football team and how... I can put this football team in better chances to win football games. And that's such a mature answer there by Howe. He could have said, I threw the ball for 350 yards and scored 31 points against the Eagles. It's the damn defense's (laughs) fault that we're 4-6. That's what I would have
1: said. Call out Jack Del Rio. Hack Del Lamo. It's a mature answer, but I don't know if I believe it. I, if you think I was he's pl- looking
0: at the stats? Who
1: isn't going to look at your own stats? I don't think
0: he is. I, like, honestly, I think that's the kind of guy he is. Like, he, he probably goes home, maybe throws on, uh, you know, NFL Network, probably pops a Zinn, sits back, and, and just chills. Wouldn't you want to know? I don't think he does because I, I really think he's a team-first guy, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he knew Terry McLaurin's stats Right, or if he knew uh, Curtis Samuel's stats, Jahan Dotson's stats. He probably knows his buddy De'Ami Brown's stats, his teammate from UNC. I really believe that he doesn't know his stats. Now, I do think it's impossible for NFL players to stay off social media and not see that people are hyping him up.
1: And when you got the press conferences, I'm sure people are bringing up his stats. Well, it's not just
0: that, though, but I'm sure with the way he's playing, He's getting the PR directors like, hey, NFL Network wants to talk to you. Hey, um, you know, WJFK wants to talk to you in right. D.C. Yeah. You know, he won't do an interview with 910 The Fan for some reason. <laughs> but we love you, Sling and Sammy Howell. And our phone lines are always open. 833-804-0910. You're listening to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a Thirsty Thursday. This is the new Sports Radio 910, The Fan. Now at 105 One FM, just after 1.15, here on a Thursday, November 16th. And we are live and local here in Richmond, Virginia. Always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. And if you're enjoying the show, send the podcast to some friends, all right? Get some more people informed about the AWOD Army. We put together a best of podcast every single day It's called Best of AWOD Radio, and it's available for you on your drive home on Spotify and iTunes, and it is time to officially turn the page to Week 11 of the NFL with a good division rivalry game tonight as Baltimore, the Ravens, host the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the lead story as we go around the NFL here on NFL Hits.
2: Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on AWOD radio. All
0: right, let's go through all the games of the weekend. You know the bit we do it every single week. We give out three stars, three dings. All right, that means you're lined up to be possibly a certified game of the week. Two stars, which means, hey, it should be on TV. It should be on your TV. One stars, check in on it. Check it on Red Zone. Follow the box score. No stars, you hear this sound, and that means it's a snooze fest. Just move past it. Last week, definitely had a few snooze fest games, including that game in Germany. I mean, my goodness, that was so bad. It was terrible. Are we done with these <laughs> like so bad. Um, games outside of America this season? Yeah, I think I heard that. That, I that think was we the are last too. one. Yeah. We
1: finished off on a real snoozer.
0: Yeah, we did. So I would say we had one decent game in London. One bad game in London, like the Falcons-Jags game, the one that was on the Toy Story game, was terrible, oh, yeah. right? It was why, so bad.
1: Why, why, like, you have so few in Europe, why have that be the Disney yeah, one? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs>
0: I know. I guess because it was 9.30 and kids are always up watching cartoons in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. So we've had one decent London game, one bad London game. I think you had one decent Germany ga- game in Germany with the Chiefs-Dolphins, even though it ended up kind of being a blowout. Yeah, um,
1: my my family was in uh, Germany, and, really? and they were leaving for, like to go home the day of one of the games, and they are like, why are there so many people in Ravens jerseys in <laughs> Germany right now? <laughs> they had no idea the game was happening.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. All right, speaking of the Ravens, they host the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. Well, let's take a listen to quarterback one for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, on this Thursday night matchup.
2: Guys and coverages, disguising pressures. You never quite know what they're in
1: pre-snap. That makes it tough. Uh, they're tough physical players fast. You know what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens have a stellar defense, but I think it's going to be the offense that leads the Ravens to a win as Lamar Jackson has been playing incredible football this season, uh, teaming up with Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, of course, Mark Andrews, and they developed a little bit of a rushing attack as well. Uh, That's a three-star matchup though. Anytime these two teams face off against each other, it's going to be hard fought. It's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Two really good coaches um, for either side there, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup tonight. I will absolutely be watching. It could be a WOD certified game of the week, but spoiler alert. The Chiefs and the Eagles play Monday night. And if I don't pick that game, then I shouldn't (laughs) be giving out game of the week anymore.
1: That seems like a pretty easy... I mean, that is the certified
0: game of the season. It's the two best teams, and it's a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah. All right, but uh, Bengals, Ravens, give me three stars. All right, let's go to Bears at Lions. The Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Uh, The line is Lions minus nine and a half. Give me Lions to win this game. Um, I'm going to say this, all right, that, that's a snooze fest game, but don't give it the zero stars. One star is just because the Lions are so good, right? Like, I mean, Jared Goff is up there for MVP this season. It's unbelievable. Amon Ross St. Brown's playing so good. Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery, they've got uh, a a two horse um, back there in the backfield. So look, this is a great Lions team. They're going to get to Eight wins with a win this weekend. They're going to cruise past the Bears. I do think they're going to cover the seven and a half point spread as well, but it's just a one star matchup. Uh, Giants, Commanders, it should be a snooze fest. Like, come on. This is a two and eight team against a four and six team. Both teams are not going to make the postseason, but since it's Washington. We're going to give it two stars, all right? We're not just going to give it one. It's one star for Sam Howell, one star for Brian Robinson Jr., all right, all right. <laughs> who's been running angry, running people over, over the last few weeks. Uh We go to 1 p.m. on CBS, Steelers, Browns. So we gave three stars to Ravens, Bengals. Another matchup inside the AFC North, Steelers, Browns. Three stars for that matchup. And that's because the Steelers' defense has been winning them games this year. And statistically, right now, the best defense in football is the Cleveland Browns. So this might be an ugly game. The over under set at 32 and a half. <laughs> that means they're expecting it to be like 17 16. Look, if you like defenses, you're going to like that game. You know what? I like defenses. I like watching quarterbacks get sacked. That's why we do a segment every week around the NFL, all-out blitz, tracking the best pass rushers in the NFL. That's a three-star matchup. Pick a bad team if you
1: like defenses to be a fan of. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: right? Uh, let's go to Chargers-Packers. Chargers are better than their 4-5 and record. I do think there's a chance they could slip into that final card spot if they get hot towards the end of the year. Packers, seems like their season's on the line here. Uh, If the Packers lose again, they're not going to have a chance to be that seventh wildcard spot. So I do think they'll keep it close. But give me the Chargers to win. Um, But this is one of those games where I'm going to say, one star. Follow it on Red Zone. You don't need to watch that game, uh, Uh, Chargers-Packers. Raiders-Dolphins, look. This is a 5-5 five five Raiders team that's played really well since they fired their head coach and moved Antonio Pierce, the Super Bowl winner with the Giants, into the head coaching position. The Dolphins need a victory uh, as they're in a battle for, like, the top spots in the AFC, and they're coming off of the loss uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, 21-14. They had a bye week, to Get a little healthier. I think they're going to win. I don't know if they cover that spread though. 13 and a half is a lot as this Raiders team is really good defensively with Max Crosby leading the way and they've played inspired football under head coach Antonio Pierce. Give me the Dolphins to win, but just a one star matchup. Cowboys Panthers Snooze Fest. Don't watch it. Panthers are terrible. Dallas will win. Dallas will cover the spread. Dallas fans will think that they're going to the Super Bowl. Just for Washington to bring them back down to earth on Thanksgiving. All right. Lock that in right now. We're going to beat the Cowboys on lock. Thanksgiving. Lock it, in. lock it in. <laughs> lock it in, Stub. even if we lose to the Giants. All right. Uh, Titans-Jaguars. That's a one-star game also. A lot of one-star games here in the 1 o'clock slate. Um, Titans are really struggling right now, 3-6 and six on the season. Uh, we have our Odyssey NFL survivor pool. I've been suggesting the four guys left in the football final four to look into the Jags. I, I I guarantee the Jags win this weekend. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne Jr. are really cooking right now. Cardinals-Texans snooze fest. My goodness. 2-8 mm. Cardinals. I will say, Kyler Murray was fun to watch last week, but they're 0-5 on the road this season. And the Texans uh, are, are playing really decent football with C.J. Stroud. They're coming off of a major victory over the Bengals. I expect them to get a win at home. If this game was Arizo- in Arizona, I would have given it one star. Like maybe Kyler Murray plays well at home, uh, but give me a snooze fest Texans mm-hmm. win. Uh, Buccaneers traveling to Santa Clara, California to face off against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is a 49ers team that was on a three game win streak. Then they traded for Chase Young. They had the bye week to get healthy, and they blew out the Jacksonville Jaguars 34 3. And that defense was looking unbelievable. And so uh, what do I think is going to happen this weekend, I think the 49ers are going to cruise to victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The spread is San Francisco minus 11.5. I would take that. It's a one-star matchup. Give me the Niners to defeat the Bucs.
1: What do they got there, the winner's mindset, the winner's culture over there? No, it's it's the, the culture.
0: And the vibes. The culture and the vibes. The culture and the vibes. <laughs> Even though they were on a three-game losing streak. How, how are those vibes? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Jets at Bills. The, you know what? Like, four and five Jets, five and five Bills. Combined record below five hundred. But I'm giving that a three-star game. I really am. Because there's something about the Jets right now where it feels like. If they can just win a few games, maybe Aaron Rodgers will force himself to come back. He's already been talking about coming back December 24th in that game against Washington. All right, And the Jets' defense is fun to watch this year. It really is. They've got playmakers uh, at linebacker, playmakers at corner as well. So I love what I've seen from the Jets this year. That's a three-star matchup. Uh, Seahawks-Rams. That's a one star game. I think Seahawks win. Uh, Vikings, Broncos, Snooze Fest, Sunday Night Football. Mm. Uh, maybe that's unfair to Josh Dobbs and your favorite quarterback in the NFL yeah, right I now. I think it could be fun. But uh, I'm just tired of watching the Broncos on primetime. <laughs> they did this all of last season. They're worse this year, and they're forcing us to watch them. Monday Night Football, though, that's your three star and probably your Certified Game of the Week. I will give out the Certified Game of the Week, though, tomorrow on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard here in Richmond on the Odyssey app and programming note for all of you commanders skins fans out there the game will air on WRVA 11:40 a.m. this Sunday as there's a tech basketball game that will air on 910 the fan so if you tune to 910 the fan and you don't hear the normal pregame show or the game itself just simply go to 11:40 a.m. news radio WRVA uh, joining me right now though on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline you hear him right here on 910 the fan from three to six PM, it's Grant Polson. What's going on, GP? Hey, buddy. How are you? I- I'm doing great, and I'm in such a good mood this week, even after a loss, because the national media is starting to pay attention to Sam Howell. How great is that?
3: Yeah, they're liking what they're seeing. It's funny because in the off season, you know, everybody that I saw talking about how nationally was asking the same question, which was how on earth can Washington possibly be going with this guy? I think they were judging him because he was a fifth-round pick, obviously. But we all in town knew that he had potential, right? You saw it in Week 18 against Dallas. I think we saw it in the preseason as you know, ineffective sometimes as an evaluational tool as that can be. So getting him through the preseason last year, playing the way he did, seeing what he did in Week 18, hearing some of the rumblings in the building from players, I think there was some hope that he could do it. And it was worth trying. But, uh, yeah, the national media is starting to come around. They're seeing more of some of the sizzle reels and the big plays and the big-time arm strength and some of his athleticism and mobility. So it's good to see him getting some love.
0: And locally, a headline that I saw shared a ton involved a few of our coworkers, Linnell Willingham and Craig Hoffman, in which Linnell said, I would take Sam Howell over Caleb Williams. Did you guys talk about that on your show yet? We have not
3: talked about that on our show, no. (laughs) No. That is a take, for yeah. sure.
0: I know, I know. Because Caleb Williams, I, I mean, I mean, you and I both have been following him since high school. I mean, you still believe he's going to come in and be like Patrick Mahomes level in a few seasons?
3: Yeah, I don't know that I'll ever slap Patrick Mahomes on anybody. It's probably unfair. But I think he's an unbelievable prospect. I think he'll go 1-1. Uh, what he's able to do, not only in the pocket with his arm strength and making throws, but really, frankly, off schedule and doing some of the things athletically with uh, his ability to create and make plays that aren't there. Uh, Some of the throws he makes, you know, as he's like running out of bounds, planting on the sideline, throwing back to the middle of the field. You know, he checks a lot of boxes. There's going to be development needed, obviously. uh, But you're looking, I think, for basically a prospect who is able to possess accuracy and arm strength and smarts and athleticism and there's just nothing he doesn't have he's one of the great quarterback prospects we've seen in a long time so uh, look I'm a Sam Howell guy I'm happy with how he's playing uh, but I don't think there's a GM in the National Football League that would roll with you know Howell 11 games in after having been a fifth round pick and three weeks removed from you know being on pace to be sacked 100 times uh, over a guy that you know everyone's kind of salivating about the possibility to work with. Grant Paulson
0: with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Phone lines are open 833 And, Grant, the question of the day has been, what's it going to take for Washington to get, it, to get a win against the Giants on Sunday?
3: I think just showing up. I think waking up and eating some breakfast and then going to the stadium. <laughs> That's probably my keys for them. Uh, the Giants are horrendous. And that quarterback that they're playing right now, Danny DeVito, I think his name's Tommy, but I'm calling him Danny. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing here, Harry? I mean, this is a disaster season for them. It, it's it's ugly, man. Like, this was a team, remember, that won nine games. They were over 500 because of a tie. But basically a 10-win team that made the playoffs and won a road playoff game last year in year one under Dable. And it looked like Shane and Dable, their GM and head coach, were kind of on their way to really building a program. And you fast forward now to this year, and the regression has been – real, I think a lot of it's injury-related. You know, their, their line's been decimated. Both their starting and backup quarterback are out. Their running back. Saquon Barkley missed time, and is, I watch him right now going back and looking at their games. He doesn't look like the same guy as when he's been dynamic like last year or early in his career. Um, so he's not right. It's just gross, man. It's really, really ugly. They gave up over 600 yards last week. It's been like 40-some years, I think I saw, since the team's been outgained by more yards than the Giants were last week. Now, you know, it's a division game, and, you know, I joke a little bit about just showing up. You can't just roll the ball out there. But, frankly, you know, this would be an embarrassing game to lose. It would be humiliating for this regime, and it would be completely unacceptable if they didn't beat this Giants team.
0: No, I agree. And, uh, you know, just show up and be ready for the game at 1 p.m. Not like Chris Russell likes to say, the commanders start every week at 2 p.m. or 2.30 how many points do you think it's going to take, Grant? Because this is a Giants team that held Washington to just seven points and Wink Martindale completely outcoached Eric Bieniemy in that game.
3: I think they could probably win this game with 14, like a 14-13 win, maybe 13-10, to but they're going to score more than that, I think. Um, it's a fun game, I think, and a good ev- eval for Eric Biennemi. He got his lunch taken by Wink Martindale, as you just referenced a few weeks ago. Martindale just completely dominated him. Now, for the record, the enemy in the three games since has been phenomenal and has really turned a corner, I think. And my feelings on the have shifted and changed immensely. as He's made some major adjustments in terms of what he's asking Sam Howell to do and how long he's expected him to hold the football and, and masking deficiencies on his line and with his quarterback taking sacks over these last three games. And I think the whole world has changed offensively uh, because of that shift in paradigm. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, since the Giants fiasco. Having said that, um, I I think that they're probably going to score 20 to 23, 24 points, probably win the game by two touchdowns or something. I've got this as like a a 24 to 10, maybe a 24 to 13 kind of game.
0: Yeah, and the offense is playing much better than the last time these two teams faced off against each other. But, Grant, I've been saying if Washington's not only going to win Sunday, but if they're going to win Thursday also on Thanksgiving – they need such a big lead against the Giants that Sam Howell doesn't even need to play in the fourth quarter. Like, I want this to be like a statement win where they're up 21-3 and a half or something like
3: that. Yeah, it'd be nice. It's a, it's a good point if you could get some guys off their feet and get ready for Thursday. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, I can be as confident as I want to, and, and you can suggest what you just did, which is correct, and, and I get it. I mean, this team doesn't win games like that yeah. <laughs> under this coaching staff. You know, it's, When's the last time they've really legitimately truly had a Laffer win? I mean, you've got to go back years, probably. So, it, it, it's unlikely. You know, they're going to be scratching and calling somehow, probably, by the end of this game. Um, But you're right. It would be really nice if, you know, remember the Thanksgiving Day game against Dallas, which was their last Laffer, 41-16, to 16 with Montez Sweat no longer here, having a pick-six, uh, going back to 2020 in Ron's first season. It was against the backup quarterback, of course. It, you know, it wasn't like an authentic Cowboys team. But, no, they took advantage of who they played you know that day, who was at quarterback for Dallas. I think it was uh, Dalton or Danucci, one of those two guys. But um, I think AWAT, what I, I do. I think that they win. They win comfortably. I don't think it'll be like a 20-some point game in the fourth quarter where they're able to rest guys and get them ready for Thursday. But I think they're going into Dallas with a chance to get the 500 for sure.
0: Speaking of the offense for the commanders, one thing that I think is holding Washington back offensively from reaching their full potential under Eric Bieniemy is that their tight ends are too slow. And I love Logan Thomas, and there was one drag route there where he just looked like he was limping or something. I mean, just so slow. John Bates is so slow. Cole Turner, have you have you kind of um, looked any further into the issue with him? Why has he been inactive the last few weeks?
3: And they obviously don't think he can block, uh, is what I'm guessing. I mean, look, when he's gotten opportunities as a receiver, he's made the most of them. Now, I guess it's possible that there's some pass catching things they don't like, whether it's route running or, you know, on choice routes, he doesn't do the right thing or something. But what we've seen with our eyes when we watch the game is he's gotten open early in the year when Logan was hurt and he's made catches. He's had a big catch radius. He's made lunging and diving and leaping catches. He's been pretty athletic and makes plays. So I have to imagine it's more of a blocking thing just because that's kind of the part of his game that's behind that. That's the best I can tell. I mean, this all coincides, remember, as they're trying to mitigate sacks and cut down on pressures of the quarterback and doing some more things, Max protecting and keeping tight ends in. So maybe that's part of the equation. I completely agree with your uh, assessment of the tight end position, though. Not to say they're slow as much as, like, look, Logan Thomas is a good weapon, but he's a weapon in the sense that he can go up and make leaping catches and box guys out with his big frame and kinda of get rebounds almost, if you will, when the football's coming coming at him. Uh he he's also a rumbler after the catch. Like he, he makes people pay for trying to tackle him. He's physical as hell. I wouldn't want to try to tackle that guy. He's a monster. Um John Bates is just a big kind of rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, you know, like five yards after the catch is a good thing kind of guy, right? He's a blocker first and second and third and, and a receiver after that. Had three catches for twenty one yards this past week, all in the first quarter, which was a season high. And then he didn't catch the ball again after that. But yeah, they need a weapon at tight end, no doubt. To me, that is one of the most underutilized and undervalued positions in the league. It's trending in the right direction, where teams are starting to figure out that that can unlock some offense and some explosives. Uh, but just analytically speaking, if you look at like the value financially at the position, what those guys get paid compared to some other positions, it hasn't caught up. And you can really add weapons on the cheap in that regard. You know, it costs 20 some, 25 million for a great receiver. It costs 13 million for a great tight end. So. The market I would dabble in. I'm surprised they haven't, uh, but I don't know. We see eye to eye with kind of how they do things over there under this group.
0: That's Grant Paulson. Follow him on social media at Grant H. Paulson. What do you got coming up today? Starting at three p.m.
3: Yeah, looking forward to what should be a fun show. We're out in Alexandria today at Rudy's Golf, which is a cool spot up here in Northern Virginia. So if people are traveling up toward the city, we'll be at Rudy's Golf from two to six thirty today. You can come drive. They got seventy bays and a couple putt putt courses, which is pretty sweet. So I'm fired up about that. But, uh, yeah, we're looking ahead to Sunday. Obviously, we're previewing Thursday night football. We finally have a great primetime game tonight with the Ravens and the Bengals, which is cool. And uh, also, you know, kind of off the beaten path a little bit for us. But I want to talk about what a bummer it is that the Oakland A's are moving to Vegas, man. Uh, I'm I'm a huge baseball fan, as you know, Adam. And uh, that just stinks. You know, the fans in Oakland have lost the Raiders, now the Athletics. Uh, The Warriors left Oakland to go to San Francisco in their new arena. So, I just feel for that that group of fans out there.
0: No, I, I do, too. I mean, I, I, I catch myself slipping all the time and still calling uh, the Raiders the Oakland Raiders because I'm just so used to it. <laughs> you know? You know. Oakland Raiders taking on the
3: San Diego Chargers.
0: Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Grant, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. All
3: right. Be good, buddy. Good yep. talking.
0: You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105, one FM. And tonight, the NFL returns with the beginning of Week 11, a really good Thursday night football matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. But before we get to that game, each week, Michael Phillips and I cancel a franchise. Turn in your pads and helmets. Your season is done. A canceled franchise means... We believe you have no chance of winning the Super Bowl, and Michael Phillips is with us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, MP?
2: Hey, feeling great. How are you doing today? It's, it's a victory Thursday. Let's go.
0: It is, man. And that was a good crowd at the uh, VCU game last night, and um, I-, I thought your interview after the game was awesome with Christian Furman.
2: Wasn't wasn't he fantastic? And uh, yeah, but pop on the Odyssey app if you want to listen to that, uh, or the pod MP on the mic. He's uh, just a happy dude, and uh, talked about how, you know, he wasn't sure he wanted to stay after the coaching transition, but he's really grown to love Ryan Odom's offense. And, uh, I mean, who among us has not grown to love Ryan Odom's offense? It's, uh, it's, it's more up tempo, it's more exciting, and it was so good to see those guys put it together in the second half last night. That's, we've been waiting for that for a long time. You know, not, it feels like a long time. I mean, three games, but, you know, it's felt like that's been a long time coming, the, the smoothness of that and the defense creating offensive buckets just so important.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, so Thursday night football tonight, which means it's time to cancel a franchise. Can yes, I get a little sir. NFL theme music stub here as I go through the list here. Michael Phillips, MP on the mic, has canceled the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals, the Chicago Bears, the New England Patriots, the Panthers, the Rams, the Titans, the Raiders and the Bucks. Any any nerves right now about the teams that you've canceled, Michael?
2: Yeah, I have regrets about last week. I don't think I should have taken down the Bucks. They, of course, responded by winning last week. It's a bad division. I think that might have been a playoff team that I canceled. I, I have no regrets on the others. Uh, you know, I live life, no regrets. But uh, I, I'm worried. I think I might have taken out my first playoff team accidentally.
0: What about the Raiders? Antonio Pierce on a two-game win streak with the
2: Raiders. I have zero concerns about the Raiders. There's always that new coach bounce. Like, there's a new coach. Everybody's excited. Everybody's coming to work. It's still a grind, man. It'll wear them down. They're in the AFC West. Broncos are surging. Chargers are very good. I don't have to tell you the Chiefs are a good football team. I I, I don't see that being a sustainable thing.
0: All right, Stubb, make sure you save that audio because when the Raiders beat the Dolphins this weekend, we're going to come back to that. All right, MP, is the pick in? The pick
2: is in. Do-do-do-do-do. jets that's a jet
3: jet touchdown you're fired see you later i know because you're fired no you're fired and now it is my great pleasure to announce you are fired
0: well i guess it's time to say goodbye goodbye to the new york jets
2: i've seen enough adam i've seen enough i've watched too much zach wilson I've watched too much Chris Collinsworth fawning over (laughs) Zach Wilson. I've heard too many proclamations that Aaron Rodgers is coming back for the playoffs. Somebody has to say, enough with this nonsense. It's a bad offense. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. The, The New York Jets are not going to make the playoffs. Let's stop pretending like this is a thing. I am the man to do it. I am bravely standing up, raising my hand. I will go against the tide of conventional wisdom and say, no, this is a bad football team.
0: Does that mean you're picking the Bills this weekend?
2: Yeah, I'm picking the Bills this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, I'm over this. I'm over this Zach Wilson is back nonsense after he, like, completes two passes in a row and we all lose our minds over it.
0: I like you canceling the Jets, and I would also like to cancel Robert Salah's beard. I mean, <laughs> he looks so much better, fully shaved. What is he doing? <laughs>
2: it, it was also, like... Hard Knocks, like, was just the Aaron Rodgers show. Uh, not only are they costing us valuable primetime television real estate, they cost us a whole season of Hard Knocks. They, they, they deserve this.
0: Yeah, I know. He he was so uninspiring. Remember that one clip where he's dropping F-bombs left and right? And it's like, all right, we get it. You know how to use curse words, Robert. <laughs> that, that- Oh, I think Michael Phillips just dropped off. See if we can get get him. Oh, he's back. All right. Hey, oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah, you're back. All right, let's get to the teams that I've canceled <laughs> here. I've canceled the Carolina Panthers. And I want to make sure that Zach McHugh hears me here. I have canceled the Panthers, and I'm proud of it. I've canceled the Chicago Bears. Not worried about them. The Denver Broncos. Now, look. Michael hasn't canceled the Broncos, and he's holding on to that. I've canceled the Broncos, and I don't care, and I'm pissed off that they're on primetime again this weekend. I've canceled the Cardinals. I've canceled the Giants. I've canceled the Patriots, the Packers, the Houston Texans, and the L.A. Rams.
2: And, folks, the pick is in. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I I don't know how much time you have left in this segment. Are you just going to gloss over the fact that you canceled the Houston Texans, or are you going to account for that?
0: I canceled the Houston Texans, and I'm doubling down because I'm canceling all the rookie quarterbacks this year. C.J. Stroud is going to make a few mistakes, and the Texans are going to struggle towards the end of the season.
2: Wow, Stubb, guess you got two clips to log now. (laughs)
0: All right, the pick is in. Michael Phillips thinks he's doing stand-up here.
2: The Saints. Touchdown, New Orleans. Touchdown for the Saints. You're fired.
3: Which means you are done. You better pack it up and get out of here. Get the hell out of here. And
2: I'd like you
1: to get the f*** out of here. You're fired!
0: You shouldn't be fired on your off day, and I'm canceling the Saints on their bye week because they lost to the Minnesota Vikings in which Josh Dobbs defeated the Saints 27-19. to I mean, are you kidding me, Saints? You have to win that game if you want to be a playoff team. They still can make the playoffs, but they're not winning the damn Super Bowl, not if they can't even beat the Minnesota Vikings. Saints, you're fired.
2: Yeah, no problems with that pick. It's a bad division, so they might sneak in, but I think we all see they're not going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Michael great stuff man I appreciate it what you got coming up on your show
2: tomorrow yeah absolutely getting ready for a big football weekend and uh, I'm excited even though JMU doesn't have uh, the bowl game the New Year's bowl game to play for this is still a really fun football game game days gonna be there get you ready Dukes and App State I'm, I'm fired up for it should be a great matchup.
0: Oh whoa, whoa Michael sorry to cut you off somebody just ran into the studio here breaking microphones. It's Brian from Brian's Picks. Are you back to give out another 10 winners? I am. Hold on. Did we talked about it? this earlier. Here is. Oh,
2: my goodness. Michael, this is a new Here's bit we're picks. doing
0: on the show here. Brian, picks the traffic
3: reporter. How, how are the streets looking today? Uh, it's a sunny day, so
2: <laughs>
0: probably
3: a million accidents. No, there's actually a water main break up the street. Oh, is Except there really? the waterworks, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Brian is our NFL savant here. Last week, we tried to pick 10 winners to win $1,000. That's the bit we're doing Every week on the show. You bet $5 on FanDuel. Sign up with promo code AWOD. And these picks right here on this sheet of paper yes. will win you a thousand dollars. Last oh. week you were seven of ten. Alright. My terrible. goodness, dude. You might be the traffic director, but this is some sloppy handwriting. Uh, I can't well, even read yeah. this.
2: What, what is this? Of the days of I, know, I might, have to,
0: might have to send this to Michael Phillips, see if <laughs> Professor Phillips can read these, if this. Were,
2: right. if, it's not leg, if it's not legible, it's an incomplete. <laughs> my, in my great book.
0: Oh, wow. All right. You're going with the, what is that, the Cowboys? Yes. Cowboys? All right. Dallas Cowboys over the Carolina Panthers. Give them a ding. That's game number one. Pittsburgh over the Cleveland Browns.
3: This Cleveland What's quarterback the reason for is out, one? I think, isn't he? In the Cleveland quarterback, yeah, hour? he's out for the season, uh,
0: but they've won without him this year. Okay, all
3: right,
0: all right, you're going with the Steelers. I like the confidence, yeah. Um, you're
3: going with the Green Bay Packers <laughs> over the Chargers. I am, I like this Green Bay coach, I always have Matt LaFleur. I like, and I like this uh, quarterback, yeah. too.
0: that's how he does the picks. He, li- he likes the coach, he likes the cheerleaders, he likes the color on the I love uniforms. The
3: <laughs> it is my high school colors, Green Bay, by the um, way.
0: You're going with the Houston Texans over the Arizona Cardinals. I yes, like that okay. pick. You're going with Jacksonville over the Tennessee Titans. It's a solid pick right there. You're going with Miami the Dolphins over the Vegas Raiders. You're going with Washington over the Giants. Washington let you down last week, doesn't matter, you're going back
3: to the Commanders. Down, you know what? There San Francisco
0: over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle over the Rams. And the Denver Broncos over the Minnesota Vikings—that's an upset right there. Yeah, that's a, that's Denver's a decent at home, pick. Right?
3: Did I pick the home team on that one?
0: Uh, Denver is at home in Mile okay. High. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, Michael, how are you feeling about those picks?
2: You will never catch me laying nine and a half points with the Ron Rivera coach team. It's not a thing that's going to happen <laughs> over here.
0: No. The, well, we're doing these are all money line though, so we're we're not oh, touching oh, the points well, here. Oh, that's a great pick, then. Yeah, yeah Brian, just...
2: Brian nailed it as always. Keep up the good work, Brian. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Now, I'm definitely worried about a few of these picks, Brian. I'll I'll be honest with you. I like Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Okay. I do. I I think Miles Garrett might do enough defensively to just win that game. Pittsburgh's offense has looked garbage at times. I kind of like every other pick on this. Maybe I could see the Rams upsetting Seattle, but... I think
3: you got a big fat winner here. I really like this Dolphins head coach. He's always got a good joke to tell. And yeah, kind of reminds me of my old, you know, joke days on the radio. Oh, I love him.
0: <laughs> you see what he does, MP. He likes coaches. He picks based off coaches.
3: I do like him.
2: I, I'm watching out for this guy in the March Madness pool. He's going to be that guy. that, You know, oh, it's a tree. That's a great mascot, and then he ends up winning all the money.
0: The traffic reporter, the traffic director, A.K.A. Bonzini. We yes. learned about that nickname earlier this you week. You All he does
2: is pick winners. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bonezini for the baked ZD. All right, that's Brian, the traffic reporter. I'm Adam Epstein. We'll tweet out the picks at 910 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.